Hi, I'm your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to My Weirdest Experience Podcast. This is the podcast of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. It's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hi, welcome to the show. I have Laura Carrillo. She is a feng shui lady and expert, and she has a story to share with us today about manifesting rituals. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you for having me, Tina. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to hear all about your story. Yes, um, I'm excited to share it. Um, I think it's very timely. <laughs> Everybody's always interested in how to manifest a better reality. So um, she's going to share a story about how she used a manifestation ritual for herself. Um, because she does this a lot with her clients and then what happened afterwards. So whenever you're ready, you can take it away, Laura. Okay, wonderful. So yes, my name is Laura Beatriz Carrillo. I am the feng shui lady and uh, I have been doing a combination of feng shui and space clearing, which is a lot of um, alchemical tools that, that come from different cultures, you know, really ancient tools that, have, that we've been using. Um, some people call it magic, some people call it, you know, witchcraft, some people just call it, you know, um, sacred teachings. But I do it in my work. And there was a particular new moon. It was, was it last year? I think it was last year. Uh, or actually the year before. And now time is, you know, with, with COVID, <laughs> time has turned into this it's hard to know <laughs> uh, I, I can't remember if it's one year ago or two years ago I can't even remember what I did this morning sometimes so I know what day of the week is it it's Friday it's Friday okay so um I believe it was two years ago now and I was um there was a new moon of the of the year which is P.S. Using moon cycles for manifesting and doing any sort of ritual is very, very powerful. So um, this particular year, there was a super new moon, you know, and you, you, when you look at astrology and you look at what's going on, um, if you find out there's a super new moon and it's lined up with, ooh, my screen just disappeared. Um, and it's lined oh, somebody up with, wants to talk with you very badly right now. And you I know, I down. stop it. I'm getting all <laughs> these messages while we're talking, like, like there's a lot of energy. Uh, so it was a super new moon that was supposed to be super powerful for manifesting, no matter who you were. And it was my new moon of the year, meaning that um, actually for me, even though I'm technically a Capricorn, uh, I have a Taurus rising in the first 10 degrees. If, if anybody knows a lot about astrology or a little bit about astrology, a lot of times um, 
when you're looking at astrology, you really want to focus on your rising sign because that's where all the action is. That's where all the um, alignments are. So in my case, it was the Taurus new moon of the year. So it was my new moon because it landed in my first 10 degrees. So this amazing, powerful new moon for manifesting. It was all over the astrology news. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to now take my magic that I've used so effectively for my clients to manifest everything from babies to abundance to love and apply it to myself and see what happens. So I did a ritual that incorporated um, crystals, the new moon magic, um, a sacred geometry grid, and it was the flower of life. And um, I set very powerful intentions for to have basically a, um, a complete, powerful renewal in my career. I just wanted like an epic shift in my career. So that's what I asked the universe. And P.S., be really careful what you ask for, um, because, you know, the, the universe will, is very literal. <laughs> So to give some context to this time frame, I'm not only the feng shui lady, but I also, um, I, I, I do, I create video and I was working on a platform called Awoken TV at the time as a host. And I had this show called the feng shui lady show and, um, the platform was just launching and it was this amazing opportunity, um, for me to, to have this show. And I was so excited about it. And the person who started this platform, and it was a streaming platform that's like on, um, not just on your computer, uh, but it was going to be an app, like on the phone and also streaming on all the major streaming platforms. Like if you have Roku or Amazon Fire or any of those, you know, so you could basically, I was going to be streaming on TV. I'm like, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to be on TV. I was like so excited. Um, and I was working on this platform, creating my show, creating content, uh, I was really into it. And the person who originated the platform, he, his name was Brad Johnson. He's the psychic guy. And he started this platform for light workers to, to have visibility, to have a platform, to have their content and be seen and to build community and all that great stuff. But, um, he's a really spiritual guy and he was running it and he, he, because I was so gung-ho about the project, about the platform, I was probably the most vocal about it. So he had me and included me on the back end. I had access to the back end of this major media platform. Um, and the platform had just launched about a month before. And I had all my shows in the can. I had filmed 12 episodes and I was, you know, renegotiating with the originator to do a second season. Um, and so th this is the timeline of when I did this manifesting ritual. So three days after I did the manifesting ritual, and we're talking crystals, sacred geometry grid, fire element, setting intentions, um, music, you know, all the will, all the will. So three days after I did this manifesting ritual, I have a meeting with Brad about my you know, doing a second season. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I, I, I can't do this anymore. Like he was overwhelmed by this platform that he'd created. And he basically handed the entire platform over to me. 
And all of a sudden, I was not just a host on Awoken TV. I was running a major media platform and I was responsible for. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, oh, I wanted an epic shift in my career. Well, I just got one. And I've been on this journey ever since. And um, so I've been wearing all these hats. I'm the feng shui lady. I'm a, I'm a CEO. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a developer. I'm a, the marketing girl. I'm just, yeah. So it's been, it's been a lot, but um, I thought it was really interesting that right after I did the manifesting ritual, this happened and then to give some further context, cause it's like, oh, okay. Um, the platform in the logo of the platform is the flower of life in the O of Awoken. And the fact that I had used the flower of life grid in my manifesting ritual, I thought it was, I inadvertently had called this opportunity to me by using that symbolism because I wasn't asking to run Awoken TV. I was just asking for an epic shift in my career. But that I believe is part of the tie-in of why they gave me Awoken. It was tied into you know, what I was already doing and also to the symbolism that I used in this ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that was really powerful. And then a lot of strange and mystical things have happened on this journey since I began doing this because I had no ambition to run a media platform myself or really much experience, if any, in doing it. So I feel a lot of divine intervention has come in and guidance along the way um, that I just, I know it's not, it's not coming from me. It's, it's coming from my guides. It's come, it's like divinely guided and I'm serving as a vessel for this platform. Um, but it's not about me. It's bigger than me. And so what are some of the examples of how you're divinely guided through this? Well, once I was handed the platform, I realized like, this is a big, um, <laughs> this is a big deal. I'm going to need help. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and it's beyond what I know how to do. So I sought partners and, um, the, you know, if I go into detail about the, the partners, they, they were, um, they tried to take advantage of me. There was a whole thing. And I, realized that the universe was like, no, these aren't the right people. You need to keep going and you can do this yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so help has come along the way. Red flags have shown up. Um, and somehow I managed to get this. When I inherited the platform, we were not streaming on Roku or Amazon Fire. I did all of that. And I don't even actually know how. I would literally be like, work doing developer stuff and writing code and doing all this crazy, you know, I had to create an LLC. I had to do, you know, all these things. I had to get content providers. I had to um, create, you know, content in, in, at a level that I'd never done before. Um, And I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. And I managed to figure it out or someone would come in at just the right time. And now I have a business partner who has 
who's out of you know England and she's she's an event producer she's an amazing uh she's brought all these other people um in and I it's hard to explain how I got here or how I'm managing this whole thing if you think about where I came from so to me it's been completely divinely guided and I'm completely channeling this thing uh but I don't know if I can talk about plant medicine here but it, it that's been a contributing factor as well oh yeah definitely so the journey hasn't been easy and I've had a lot of um, challenges along the journey. So there were times that I wanted to give up, a lot of times that I wanted to give up uh, because as I, I alluded to, there were these partners that I was gonna do this whole thing with and then they tried to take, basically they stole the name, it was a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I had I kind of given up and I asked for a sign from the universe um, to, just to, to, do I keep going or do I just let this thing go? Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I went to bed and the next morning I woke up and I saw what looked like a little orb. And it was like this blue sort of orb. And then the orb started to travel and then expand and it turned into a fairy and I've never seen a fairy before <laughs> so I was like I would take that as a sign um and then as soon as like it materialized into the fairy and kind of floated it it disappeared and I was like my conscious mind started thinking like that can't maybe that's maybe that's just my you know you start to question what if you saw what if you really saw what you saw, especially if you've never seen something like that. And that seems really fantastical. So right after I saw this, I went to listen to my favorite podcast. It's, there's a podcast called Magic Monday that I that I love to listen to. And guess what the podcast was about? Fairies. That's the confirmation. So I took it as a sign, you know, that there was there was magic around me and, and, and everything was going to be OK. I was like, OK, so that's one sign. Um, and then, you know, let's fast forward, um, uh, you know, I, I'm now I've met people I'm, I'm partnering. I have an amazing business partner. We're bringing in community. Um, I, I meet this gentleman called Eric Neese. Um, have you, did you ever watch the real world? Yes. Which okay. season? <laughs> the first season. Yes, I watched this first season and I was actually at NYU around that time that they were living in Greenwich oh. Village. Yeah. Okay. So he's the good looking guy. Yes. I forget yeah. what he does. He did, but. Um, he was like a model you know, and, and then he ended up doing like the grind, like he, he went on to become like a huge deal on MTV. Mm -hmm. um, it started with the first, you know, real world was the first reality show, really. Um, and it launched the whole genre that we're now, you know, that's so huge today. Um, and they also, you know, were the first to have like certain conversations about race, about sexuality about you know like it was a groundbreaking show really yeah um and 
I forgot that it was the first reality show. Yeah. That's a really good point because now we're just saturated with them on TV. And most of them are scripted now and really inauthentic. But this one, like this was an experiment. Like they thought they were doing a documentary, you know, like, but anyway. Right. So Eric was the gentleman that we just talked about. And so I was introduced to him by one of my content providers um, who's a filmmaker, who's really like spiritual. And she connected me with Eric because I was looking for, you know, filmmakers and films for this platform because, you know, and she's like, oh, you, you know, I'll connect you with Eric. And I'm like, really the guy from the real world? Okay. Um, So turns out that in the 30 years since, you know, the real world, Eric went on a very spiritual journey. I mean, he, he basically was very famous, very successful, and everything kind of blew up. And um, he experienced the dark side, the underbelly of Hollywood and that whole thing. And then he changed his life and he, he went on a shamanic journey. He, he, um, he's now a shaman, basically. And one of the things that he's expert at is plant medicine. Um, he studied with the shamans in Peru. He works with um, ayahuasca. He works with psilocybin, um, uh, combo, the, you know, the, the frog medicine, um, all of that. And, and he's this really spiritual dude, you know, like he, and, and he's done the work. I mean, we're talking like 30 years of like, um, and, and, you know, there was, before he had this transition, he, he was, you know, dealing with substance abuse issues and whatnot. So um, that was part of like his transition. Like he now actually helps people with addiction and different things, but also to have spiritual awakenings. So in any case, I was introduced to Eric. This was, this was actually pretty recently. Um, and in December, this last December that we just had, uh, he took me on a plant medicine journey, which was my first plant medicine journey. And, you know, normally he, he charges a lot of money. He takes people to, to remote locations and he works with them in different you know ways. But in this case, he basically gifted me this experience um, because of the nature of what I was doing and, and what he felt I needed to broaden my view. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so for my birthday, and my birthday is the day after Christmas, he came over and he took me on this um, psilocybin, which is the technical term for mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and he took me on a, on a journey. And, you know, a lot of what he also does is deal with um, ancestral issues, you know, helping people clear out ancestral issues, helping people um, open their third eye, you know, all the things, right? Mm-hmm. So... I have never done and I've never been interested in, in um, hallucinogenics or anything like that because it scared me and drugs always scared me beyond, you know, I have, I like my drinks, whatever, but I had never done like anything, you know, um, but this was not done in a, in a frivolous fashion or in a party setting. This was actually a sacrament. So it was, um, and by the way, so if you do remember Eric from the real world, he's a completely different human. <laughs> he has evolved so much. When I met him, when, when the first time I met him, it was like Jesus walked in the room. It was the weirdest thing. Like it, he's probably the most spiritual person I've ever met. 
Um, and you can feel it in his energy. And I, and I meet a lot of people in the woo community because of the nature of what I do, but in meeting him, I'm like, this isn't the same guy. I mean, it is. And it, but it's, a, it's, it's not what you remember of him. Mm-hmm. And actually recently they Paramount did, um, and it's streaming now on Paramount plus, um, there's been a real world reunion. So, so Eric is like come full circle, um, expansion of spirituality and plant medicine, all those things. Um, because he's now in a much broader world stage, um, because of this, uh, real world homecoming, you know, the renewal of, of that, um, you know, of, of bringing back all those people 30 years later, back to the loft that they were filmed in and showing them in this, you know, with what's going on in the world today and how far, or maybe not how far we've come between now and then on some of the issues that they address in that show. Uh, but it was interesting because he took me on this journey right before he left to film for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the journey. Um, he wanted me to heal certain things with, with my, you know, family lineage and whatnot. But also we were going to look at things to do with Awoken um, and whatever I was going to be shown on this journey. So the experience was almost like an exorcism because I had to, you know, there was the experience of plant medicine and, and going into that dimension, different dimension or different frequency, um, accessing, um, the spiritual world, basically it's like, it's life-changing and I got to see and experience everything from, you know, the, the scariest things to the most beautiful, magical things. And in that experience, I was able to see that my role with Awoken was almost like to birth it, like rebirth it basically. And it was a big responsibility and that my guides wanted me to do this, even though it was hard, even though it was all these things. And, um, it, it was really intense because it's also an ego death. Have you ever done mushrooms or, or any sort of plant medicine? No. What happens is you realize you're not just, I'm not just Laura Carrillo. I mean, I am, that's like a role I'm playing in this life, but I'm, I'm everything. I'm you, you're me, you know, like I'm the ocean. I'm the, you know, the, the, the main archetype that I tuned in with in that particular journey was like the Virgin Mary. And, and so it's almost like I was giving birth to this um, platform, I guess. Um, and, you know, I didn't, <laughs> but it was not mine in that it, I didn't have sex to create it. Like I, it was, it's some of, it's, it's a creation that needs to be born and I was a vessel for it. And that I had agreed to do this on some spiritual plane. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it was, a, it was an intense trip. And so right after that trip, I took the platform from the original infrastructure that it was, that I was using a uh, backend called IntelliVideo to, um, I up leveled to Vimeo, which is kind of like the gold standard in OTT. Um, and so 
I rebirthed the entire platform. I took what I inherited and I, and I completely reimagined it. Um, and I don't think I could have done that without having that journey and being shown like, yes, you're supposed to do this. And it's divinely guided and you are supported and we are here and, you know, and connecting with the divine in that way where you're literally, your guides are talking through you and to you and showing you, you know, um, yeah, that was, that, that was crazy. That was amazing. Um, and, you know, if somebody wants to, um, accelerate their spiritual path and have, um, greater connection with their own divine guidance, I can highly recommend doing something like that, but only if you use, do it in a sacred way with a shaman or somebody who's very, um, experienced in, in these journeys and to, and, and has credibility in that. Um, so anyway, yeah, so, so that's what, been... what, what was his role during the journey? Was he talking to you? Was it, what was going on? So he, um, we sat and talked about the, our, my intentions for the journey and what we, what I wanted to achieve, what I wanted to heal and release. Um, he administered obviously the, the mushrooms, mm -hmm. um, he basically DJed <laughs> it, it, like, part of the journey is like music. He DJed my, um, my plant medicine journey. So these journeys, you, you take the medicine and then you, um, as it starts to kick in, you wear a mask and you lay down and you're, you're supposed to stay in the experience. It's, um, and have your eyes closed or have a mask on. Um, in my case, I was the one who was, um, very vocal because for what I, in my mind, I thought I was, it was supposed to be like more interactive, but mm -hmm. he, it was, it's interactive at the end when you're coming out and he's, um, he, he, we talked about what I was seeing, what I was experiencing. And then he, um, had me journal all the things that I experienced, um, and checked in with me, um, and gave me sort of homework to do as far as like what I had seen, what I had experienced, what the messages were for me and my path. And it was, it's really powerful. I still refer to what the guidance that I was given in that journey. Wow. So what's going on with your platform now? Are you? So we just relaunched. We're now, um, it's so the apps have been completely reimagined um, and we're streaming on Roku. We're streaming on Amazon Fire. We're on iOS. So we're in the app store um, and we're also on Android. And obviously we're online. So we are building our, our community of lightworkers. So I, I'm focused on all the E's. So entertainment, education, events, and experiences. Um, on the entertainment side, we're, we're, we have shows and films and we're building out our film library with like super high vibrational films. Um, and, you know, we're also producing original content um, for the platform uh, and launching those shows. And we're going to probably aggregate some, some content from different, you know, and there's talks there. 
Uh, and then in addition to that, we have a mystery school. So we have courses you can um, take on the platform. Uh, there's like um, a woman who does, so Haley Felton, we have like a love course, how to magnetize your true love. We have um, a handwriting course that actually by changing your, your handwriting, you can actually change what's happening in your, it's really interesting. So um, we have, we're, we're building out our mystery school. Um, so, and then we're also doing events. And soon, now that the world is opening up, we're, we're doing um, full immersion experiences. So the first one's happening in Tulum in September. And we're going to have everything from like cacao ceremony to, um, to mezcal uh, experiences like with the shaman. Um, also, you know, meditation, manifestation, coaching, all the things. And Tulum is like this beautiful sacred um, space, you know, with Mayan ruins and all this stuff. So the sacred sites, all the things, it's super exciting. Um, and a lot of people from Awoken are getting together and congregating in this beautiful location. We're also going to shoot content there and we're going to show, oh, this is what our retreat looks like, an Awoken retreat looks like. So there's a lot going on. I mean, and it's, you know, it's, it's been a lot. And I'm also at the same time in, in talks to do, I can't speak too much about it, but I'm in talks to, to, to have a show in not just on Awoken, but on one of the, potentially on a network, shall we say. So, so there's mm -hmm. a lot happening. I'm juggling and playing and wearing lots of different hats, but, um, yeah, I, I, it's changed my life. I, I now feel like I have a connection, a divine connection with my guides and um, I can tune into that for guidance. And it's how I've been able to navigate this crazy journey. Uh, uh, do you think that you can connect better with your guides now after yes. that journey? Yeah. Yes, I don't think I knew, I was not aware of how close they really are. Mm -hmm. They're they're like actually in like you can literally tune in and they're always there. And I just didn't I was all I've gone to psychics a lot. Um I'm you know I'm really into astrology. I've I but all these things I've looked outside of myself. And I think the best psychics can will actually teach you how to like connect in because we are all essentially psychic. It's just um finding the right navigation tools to connect with that energy or, and to, to tune in mm -hmm. to the right frequency. So are you still doing feng shui? Yes. In fact, that's, um, I went on a second journey a couple months later um, because I was like, okay, I need to go back in. Because the first journey, I will say was a little scary because I didn't know what to expect. Um, and so the next journey, I was like, okay, now I kind of know what to expect. And I went in with very specific, you know, questions. Um, and I didn't do the second journey with Eric. I did it with this um, amazing, she calls herself a trip sitter. <laughs> uh, she was amazing. And it was a little bit more interactive the second time because her approach is, is um, super therapeutic. And um, she makes sure to check in while you're in the journey to um, make sure you're not in a scary place and pull you out if you need to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, so the second journey was actually like, 
a little bit easier to get in and get out. And, um, and because I had that first journey, I was just, it wasn't a scary, like I, yeah. I, I knew, you know, and my mind was already open to this other dimension and how to navigate that. So in the second journey, the, the, the guidance, I literally channeled my guy, like I was speaking in third person to myself, like it was fascinating. And they were very clear that I now needed that. Yes, I was, I was supposed to, you know, bring a birth awoken, but now I can turn that energy back into myself because I'm, you know, awoken isn't about me. Awoken is a, I'm a vessel for this thing and it's way bigger than me. And there's other people getting involved, you know, and, and that's, just like that's the gift that that was my work that's that's my offering you know like that that's something I came to do but my mm -hmm. my big my personal dreams and ambitions have to do with feng shui and that's my personal mission and that's my spiritual gift so they told me feng shui is my spiritual gift to turn my attention back to that and that I would be be very visible very soon in that way and I'll just stay behind the scenes, things are happening and and everything that they promised and told me is is starting to happen right now. And um, yeah, and so now I, I, I've learned to trust myself so much more because the guidance, the best guidance that I've gotten has been actually through myself. Yeah. And plant medicine has helped accelerate that. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say if, if somebody wants to accelerate these, these, their connection, you know, and if they're not like, I mean, we're all psychic, but if they don't know how to tune into that, that this, that can be a helpful way. Um, so yeah, I've turned my attention back to my feng shui work and um, integrated my identity as the awoken, you know, CEO, also, but I'm also the feng shui lady. In fact, that's really more prominent for me is that I am the feng shui lady and um, the CEO. Yes, I'm that. And, and that's a role I'm playing, but the, the more visible role will be me as the feng shui lady. Wow. Yeah. So, so they, they basically guided me to, to start showing up back up because I've been putting all my energy into Woken and doing all the stuff behind the scenes. And I've been, I just wasn't making myself visible. I was just doing the work you know, to create this infrastructure. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, okay, that's great. You did that. Now go be seen. And I'm, and so I'm putting a lot more content, feng shui content out. I'm, I'm showing back up in my, in that role, which is so much more comfortable for me, quite honestly, because <laughs> that's like the essence of who I am. Um, and it's funny because I'm creating sacred space in the physical, metaphysical, and digital world now. So they're like, the reason I was the vessel for Awoken was because they wanted a very different take on what, you know, content, how content was curated, presented, and um, experienced, and that it needed my particular touch. <laughs> yeah, I find like the energies of what you work on propel everything else so for example I just started this podcast oh, you did? Last, this is brand new? last month okay and something about 
doing all these interviews and talking to all these people and putting it out there has created this kind of really fun energy that I've been really busy with my business too. So I feel like somebody, somebody asked me, you know, why do you feel like you're suddenly all so busy? And I said, I think it's the energy of this podcast. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter that I don't have thousands of listeners yet. It's the energy of putting it out there and discussing all of these topics. If that makes sense. Exactly. It totally makes sense. Cause I'm going to say this. I believe the reason the opportunities for my feng shui lady work all of a sudden, like things I've been working on and towards and, and that had goals that just weren't happening for me before when I started to be of service, because to me, Awoken was a service, like something I was doing for, I was something I'm creating for other people. I'm mm-hmm. creating a platform for other light workers. Um, I did that to be of service and I not, it wasn't my ego doing it. I'm telling you, I literally channeled it and they, and the, they were like, we want you to do this. And I was like, okay, fine, but this is really hard and I don't know what I'm doing. So the only way I can move forward is if you bring me the help and assistance I need along the way or else I'm fucking walking away. And they're like, we get you, we, we're bringing it, we're bringing it. So, um, and when I did that, when I met my spiritual, I don't know, contracts or whatever, that's when my opportunities for feng shui opened up and I wasn't working on that. I was, I had completely set it aside. Yeah. To give all of my heart and soul to this platform. And then all of a sudden these opportunities came and I was like, no way. And I knew that was a gift. They're like, you do this for us. We'll give you, you, you get this. Yes. And so I think if you're operating of service and in alignment with your guidance, with, with the divine, all your dreams can come true, but, but it is a, it's a give and take. Yeah. And I also think the key is you have to be enjoying yourself. Yes. Like the reason why I started the podcast is because I love talking to people. I love meeting people. I love storytelling. And if it could, someone's listening out there and it helps them or evokes some kind of emotion, you know, great. Because yeah. I think story tell, stories are important. And um, it, I call it my weirdest experience because I'm open to all kinds of stories. Yeah. And and I don't want people to feel like they can't tell their story or they're going to be laughed at, or they're going to be told they're crazy. That's not what the show is about. It's being completely open-minded and listening to these kinds of stories. And I'm a Reiki master teacher and a spiritual shaman. So there's pretty much nothing that you can tell me that would even shock me. So I've heard a lot. I've seen a lot. I've experienced a lot myself. So yeah, it's just the energy of that. So there's a lot of information about manifestation out there. And please pay attention to this show because she's illustrating how she's working on this platform. It wasn't directly on her feng shui business, but it helped her feng shui business. Yeah. Yeah. It, But... I think that there the tweak that people might be missing out there when you talk about the law of attraction and manifesting is that 
there is some aspect to being of service, mm -hmm. to doing the right thing, to doing something um, not just for your ego. Right. For the betterment of. Yeah. Like doing good for other humanity people. Humanity or the yeah. planet or, yeah. Actually is, yes, it's, 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 it's personally rewarding, but will, it will actually bring you the things that you want too. That there's this, everything, you know, in feng shui school, one of the, one of the things that we learned is, you know, this law of energetic reciprocity, you know, and um, for instance, if I do a feng shui consultation for you and I give you, you know, all these tools and I give you my magic and for whatever reason, if you don't compensate me for the service in, in the direct proportion of the service given, you will not receive the full benefit of the service given because there's always got to be an energetic exchange that's win-win. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that people miss. People are like, I want this, I want, I want, I want, me, me, me. And the universe doesn't like it. <laughs> it's like, yes, you, yes. But also get, if there has to be, it's the flow of giving and receiving, giving and receiving. Yeah. You're yeah. exactly right because there's a lot of things that I do that's not part of my business. That's more about the planet and the ley lines and the grid lines and the energy of the land and all that. And I do that because that helps everyone. And yes. that energy comes back to you. And sometimes yeah. it's pretty fast. Yes. And, and, unexpected and the the rewards are bigger and better than what you would have imagined even for yourself but you have to trust you have to you have to be able to trust your divine guidance and your own intuitive like you know path and what feels right you have to feel into it and sometimes it's not intellectual you know it's like if you can get out of your head and be like and that was hard for me. That's probably why I need a plant medicine. Because <laughs> I'm an earth sign. And I'm like in my head, you know, and, and I'm very physical. I'm cause and effect. I mean, for me, feng shui, or isn't it's an earth science. People think like, oh, it's so woo. I'm like, is it so woo? It's actually an earth science. It's really a lot of cause and effect. And the alchemy is really elemental. We're talking about the, the elements, the yin and yang, like, Leila, like it, you know, with the Bagua energetic map, like, it's, it's actually really, really practical, you know, to yeah. me, I don't think it's that weird. It's like the least weird of the woo when you break it down. Um, so things like, like seeing the fairy, you know, I had never seen a fairy and I didn't consider myself to be someone who could, you know, and I was like, okay. And then I've had people pass away and now I see dead people, you know, like, great. Okay. So, um, but it's been a slow process because I've had to get out of my head a little bit and just like have more trust in spirit and into your heart. Yeah. 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 And, and it, there's a vulnerability in that. It's scary. Uh, and I get it. I've been, I've been definitely, you know, the divine will take you, you know, the hero's journey is not easy. That's the other thing. Like, even if you're on your mission and on doing the right thing, that's not a promise that you will have an easy journey at all. In fact, you know, part of the pleasure of the journey is that you 
did this thing, you, you earned something, you, you, and then the rewards are so much sweeter and richer because you really, you earned it, you know, like you feel this, the cause and effect and, and a little bit of struggle goes a long way, baby, you know, but, um, people don't, aren't, not everyone's willing to do the work, but the other thing about the hero's journey is that's why you should be doing something that you love and care about because you can fail or succeed at anything. If you're going to fail or succeed, it should be at something that you love because you could um, fail miserably at the thing that you hate just as well as the thing that you love, but you're going to have a much easier journey <laughs> doing the thing that you love. And you are much more likely to succeed at the thing that you love. Right. Exactly. And so there's just, yeah. And, um, you know, we're, we're just, it also proves that everything is connected and it's proof that it's connected because your story is you're working on a platform. You weren't even prepared to take it over. And now you have all of these extra benefits from being involved in this project. Yeah. I wouldn't have met Eric. I wouldn't have had the plant journey. I wouldn't have met, you know, my business partner in Nara. Um, there's, I can't have a direct correlation with the other stuff that came through, but I think it's the energy of what I was doing because I wasn't so focused on it. And it's just like, I released the gripping nature of my desire. And that's when it presented itself. Yeah. And I was yeah. able to receive it. You let go of the outcome, the expectation yeah. of what it's supposed to look like or smell like or, or whatever. So or how I was getting, how it was going to show up for me, you know, like I, I let go of control. I am, you know, we have to remember, like, we're, we're not really driving the car, we might be steering a little bit, but like some of the, there's something bigger than us, that's kind of like a much deeper, you know, yeah, in yep. the way things go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really about collaborating with spirit and the divine. And that's what, oh, oh, all manifestation is, is collaborating and using those natural rhythms of nature, like moon cycles and whatnot. Um, and it's, it's a dialogue. I mean, that's what feng shui is a relationship with your environment, um, and creating that dialogue. And, and it's just, it's such a empowering relationship because it's something that you can have a say in a control. Like we have so little control over what's going on in the world, but we have control over our private, like the, the microcosm that is, you know, your environment. Mm -hmm. Um, and I speak of this because like your environment is a microcosm of everything else that's happening for you and it's a direct mirror and that's how I, I help my clients with function you literally help people use their environments as a manifesting tool and, and there there are physical spaces like a 3d a, a living breathing 3d vision board yeah um and things like ritual are part of that yeah I do have my little wealth corner in my okay. house and I just the new past new moon, I just refreshed my crystals and wrote out my, my uh, goals for the next six months till the next Taurus full moon. So yeah. Are I, you a Taurus? I'm not a Taurus. Um, but the energy of the Taurus is um, more like finance and business. So what okay. I wrote was kind of those goals for the next six months. Wonderful. And the funny thing is I had written down my 
uh, another goal underneath. I have a flower of life, by the way, grid mm -hmm. that I use too. And I pulled it out and I read it and I said, oh, I accomplished all of these already. Congratulations. See, see how I that works? For, I kind of forgot it was there. And that's, yeah. that's literally letting go of the outcome when you forget that you wrote it down and you just wrote it in there and you're like, you just let it go. Just let the universe take care of you. And, and when you do realize all the things that have come true, you have to like gratitude will bring more of that. Just that the feeling like, oh my gosh, thank you. You know, universe, like all the blessings with my goodness, you know, I, yeah, that that's also really important. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for sharing your story. It was really interesting. And I think it's a good example of manifesting, but you did say be specific. So are you more specific about your manifesting now? Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, there was, I did have, um, this function, a lot of feng shui lady stuff in there. It's just that I had made some state so that stuff did happen is happening you know like um but uh but yeah be careful what you ask for <laughs> and that's all I'm pretty Just much good with anything and like the question that annoys me is that question where are you going to be in five years how and you can't possibly like I always say I'm going to be in a even more fabulous place than I am now and I think that um, instead of, sometimes it's not even just about the, I think if you're going to be specific, be specific about the feeling, the joy, um, that's more important than the logistics. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, it, it, where you're going should be so delightful and magical and, and, and give you such pleasure and what the other thing too in having relationship with the universe is sometimes the universe knows better for you right what right. outcome is actually going to give you that experience as opposed to you know there's been times where I've wanted to manifest certain things very specific things like a specific job or a specific person that I wanted to be with but the universe is like no that's you know if we give you that you're not going to get the emotional result you want and, mm -hmm. and so the focus should be on what's going to bring the most joy and the universe has a better understanding of what that is going to be than you do. Exactly. I figure the universe is going to come up with something more amazing that I could come what, up with. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. It, it kind of goes back to that this or better, you know, like yeah, <laughs> ask for something, but if it's not the most ideal thing, let the universe take over and be like, oh yeah, we got something even better so that you don't think of things that you don't achieve as a failure, but really a redirection to a better, you know, outcome. Outcome, Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for being on the show and sharing your story. Um, you. Let the listeners know how they can contact you or how to watch your platform. So you can subscribe to awoken.tv. Um, and then you can find me at, uh, and hopefully you'll have this in the show notes. Uh, I will have, I will. Well, sometimes space. people hear it and then they go straight <laughs> to Google. Yeah. Or so they're I'm, listening and they're Googling at the same time. I have done this. 
Um, so I'm the feng shui lady. So if you type that in somewhere, you should find lots of my content. But my website is narrativespacefengshui.com. But a lot of people don't know how to spell feng shui and it's so long. But F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I. It'll be in the show notes if you want to reach out to me. The best thing to do if you want to work with me, because I do work virtually. Um, so I can work with, especially with, I, um, I was already working virtually, but I can help people with their feng shui at a really accessible price point virtually no matter where they're located. And I have a scheduler on my website, um, a direct link to that. I'm also on Facebook at Narrative Space Feng Shui. I'm on Instagram at Narrative Space Feng Shui. I'm constantly putting out content. Um, I will probably be a lot more visible soon. And so if you want an appointment with me, I'll, I would say like, get in now because <laughs> I may not be as available um, in the future. Uh, so, narrowspacefengshui.com and I'm all over, you know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, all that stuff should be in the show notes um, and use my scheduler, just click on it because it's got, you can even get an introductory phone call so you, you can kind of talk about what your needs are first, or you can just literally book the um, consultation, the virtual consultation. Uh, and it, it's, 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 I've got it down. I, I, I'm jamming. I love doing virtual consultations. It's my favorite thing to do. Cause I don't have to get in the car <laughs> yeah. and man, I love the schedulers. I've got one oh, too. And yep. I'm like, look, just go on the scheduler because it'll show you when I'm available and what I can do and all my services, of, what my yep. price points are. You can pay, you can play, you can, you know, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. And all of in that scheduler, you guys, I have all my media. I have links to all my media on there. So um, I would click on the scheduler. Just in fact, that should be the main thing that you put because the scheduler includes my website, includes my Instagram, includes all that stuff. That hyperlink, um, if you can share that with everyone in the show, show notes, that would be amazing. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Laura. Um, it's Yay. fun talking to you and I wish you the best. And thank you. May you assist and help as many light workers as you can. You're already doing it. <laughs> yeah. Blessings, <laughs> everyone. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.